0: until you could see it here tonight stand with me would you as we sing wonderful grace of jesus lift it up tonight as we sing 355 you need your books wonderful grace of jesus of my transgressions, greater for than all my sin and shame. Oh, magnify the precious name of Jesus, praise His name. I am resolved no longer to linger. You know what? You can be seated. How about that? I don't know about you. I feel a little tired, but I can't sit in. All right, lift it up as we sing. I am resolved. No- singing tonight. Brother Jim Siler, would you stand and open us a word of prayer, please? Brother Jim? Thank you for bringing us together tonight, Lord. It's a pleasure to be with us here. We're preaching tonight, Lord, and we're going to our hearts. Lord, we thank you for everything that we've been praying your name, and in your son's name we Amen.
1: Well, good evening. Welcome back to Central Baptist Church. We hope, hope you had a good afternoon. Hopefully, some of you got some naps, got to relax a little bit. But glad y'all are here tonight. Is Youth Night. I'm excited for this because after the service, we've got a time of games and activities. Got some pizza for the teenagers. Uh, real excited about this because Brother Tristan Olson has donated his Nerf gun war equipment stuff. And so back there, there's a bunch of guns, a bunch of bullets. The kids are gonna have a lot of fun with that. He's taking a lot of initiative. Even uh. Given a giveaway that I've heard sounds really, really good for a winner in one of the challenges. So I'm really excited about tonight and where the teens are for the Nerf War. If you have a parent there, please, 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 please bring, uh, get your kids at 9 p.m. That's when we'll be finished. At least I'll be finished. So I'll leave your kids behind. Kidding, kidding. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, 9 p.m. Please be here to pick them up. Uh, excited also because our special is going to be Brother Isaac Green. Glad that he has been giving his talents to the Lord, so he'll be singing in the special. And then our intern, Brother Jacob Welch, has prepared a message for us. So very excited about today's uh, service. We'll have some more announcements uh, after the service, but until then, Brother Andy.
0: All right. So am I the only one that doesn't know what GAP stands for? Okay, I know. I told Terry that one night. I said, "What is Gap? G A P? I don't know. Teens or what? Games and pizza? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games and pizza. Who come up with that? Did you? You know. didn't do that. All right. Anyway, games and pizza. Not for us. All right. Teens only. So, the other day, I told you I appreciated the orchestra back here and uh, them playing on Sunday nights. But I want you to turn around and say thank you to the AV guys and the sound guys back there in the booth. So turn around. Give Give 'em a hand. All right. I appreciate them and what they do. Not only do they do the video thing up here, they actually have a video back there for me too, so that helps me. But they also uh, do our uh, online Facebook live feed back there, so they do that, and plus the sound guys. So they got a bunch of b- knobs and buttons, and I'm not allowed to go back there and touch anything. but. I appreciate them and supporting the ministry back in. I call it the hole back there. All right. So thanks, guys. Appreciate that. So page 257, if you need your books farther along. Lift it up tonight as we sing. Ten. see Jesus coming in glory, when he comes from his home in the sky, then we shall meet him Jesus. Lift it up tonight as we sing. Tell you what, go ahead and stand with me if you would as we sing on our last song here. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to care. and you may be seated to
2: Good and the right stands a champion robed in white. His height exceeds the heavens, his weight outweighs the world, his reach reaches everywhere. crown away he's more mighty than the mightiest he reigns from above Enter this arena to raise his hands in victory for me. An angry crowd crucified this king who wore their crowns. Watched as the champion going down. Oh, but I'll never count him out. I'm the witness of the day he rose to retain the title, the champion of love. He is higher than the highest, greater than the great. No one will ever take his crown away. He's more mighty than the mightiest. He reigns from above. undisputed undefeated champion he's the all-time undisputed undefeated champion
3: Thank you very much, Isaac, for that song. Good evening. How are y'all doing tonight? Are y'all doing good? Good evening. How are y'all? <laughs> well, tonight, thank you so much for allowing me to be able to preach. And uh, not only just that, but we, me and Gabby have been so blessed to be able to be here and be able to intern for y'all these past few months. It has been a blast. We love it. And getting to drive up here and getting to spend time with your uh, the teens and also the juniors, uh, last night the uh, the man up club was a blast. Getting to teach those guys how to shoot a bow, and and then after we had to go in the gym and kind of kind of shoot them with bows, not actual bows, but the uh, the art. What is it? I forgot what it's called, but archery tag. That's right. It was a blast. Not To say the last, But thank you so much for allowing me to be able to preach. What's weird? I'm here preaching tonight at and behind pastor's pulpit, and he's at my home church preaching at preaching there. So it's kind of a, we're playing. Uh, twister tonight, but uh, tonight if you would, uh, Proverbs chapter 3 Proverbs chapter 3 and, and why I uh, picked this, uh, I've actually been going through a series right now with the teenagers uh, when, I'm a, when I'm able to teach them on Sunday mornings and I've uh, covered the first, uh, kind of two-thirds of this chapter and uh, this is Solomon kind of lecturing his son, uh, teaching him uh, what he should be uh, just directing his life upon and um, what he should be seeking, seeking after God's Wisdom, seeking after God's wisdom. And the, uh, the title of my message is Being a Neighbor to Your Neighbor. Being a Neighbor to Your Neighbor. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses starting there in verse 27. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give, when thou hast it by thee. Devise not evil against thy neighbor seeing he dwelleth securely by thee. Strive not with a man without cause if he have done thee no harm. Envy thou not the oppressor and choose none of his ways for the froward is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret but his secret is with the righteous. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesseth the habitation of the just. Surely he scorneth the scorner, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but the shame shall be the promotion of fools. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for tonight and just this passage and just how you have uh, just... Just showing me things that I need to work on in my own life and how to treat people. Uh, but then uh, just thinking and having this on my mind all the time. But God, just allowed this to be an encouragement and a blessing. But also allow them to, to see some things that they possibly need to change. And, and God, just your word speaks to us and shows us things that we need to change. And God, allows us to be just willing to do so that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So this, like I said, this chapter is, this is Solomon talking to his son. And kind of lecturing him every time I, I think of Proverbs and Solomon and, and these these chapters and here in this book, I think of my dad sitting me down and lecturing me, telling me the things to do and the things to not to do, or or tell me the the problems that I have and how to fix them, and but really lecturing me. And I I had a lot of those growing up when I was a teenager. To, to, to say that I had a lot of those lectures. And so when I think of Solomon and him him talking to his son, this is that is what I think of. But but here. Like I said, I covered the the kind of the first two thirds uh, of Proverbs, and but what he's Solomon is talking to his son, reminding him of what he's been taught and how he needed to be trusting in the Lord uh, for wisdom, not only but direction in his life, and how he needs to be seeking after God's wisdom. And how that uh, blesses a man there, even in verse 13, uh, late, earlier in the chapter, happy is the man that findeth uh, wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. He's talking about the blessings of seeking after God and his wisdom and living a life of that and how God is our foundation uh, there in, later in that chapter. But now there in verse 27, it's, it's more he's, he's teaching him there kind of the first two-thirds of the chapter. And then the chapter that we're, we just covered and read, it's more of personal application teaching him something of wisdom and more personal application. Uh, There in verse 27, uh, let's read that. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. That word withhold means not holding back, not holding back good from them. Don't hold back the blessings that you can give to others. Uh, When I think of that, I think of when uh, when, when I used to mow my yard back home, my dad would probably call me, probably like, eight or nine in the morning. During the summer, it's, it's July in, in Sepulpa, and it's like 95 to 100 degrees already. You all know how that is here in Ponca City during the summer. Just hot. The, the grass is already brown, but it's still growing somehow. Um, but he's, all right, go outside and mow the yard. And uh, so I'd get about halfway done, be mowing the yard, and then he'd call me. He's like, hey, also when you get done mowing and weeding our yard, go across the street and mow James's yard. And James and his wife, they were an older couple. I was like, go over there and mow their yard? He's like, yeah. I said, go over there and mow their yard and weeded the fence, that chain link fence as well. And I was like, I'm 14, 15, 16 year old person. I'm like, okay, are they going to pay me? He's like, no. I said, go over there and mow their yard and weeded it. And I was like, okay, yes, sir. I mean, if not, I was, I was going to get grounded or whatnot, but he told me to do that. But what I did not know, he's trying to teach me kind of what Solomon is trying to teach his son here. Um, what, is what my dad was really trying to teach me is exactly what Solomon is trying to teach his son. Uh, we, don't, we don't need to hold back from our neighbor what we can give to them. Our, our blessings that we get. When we have the ability to help them, help your neighbor. Uh, do things for them. Be a blessing to them. Don't hold back those blessings or keep that, that blessing back, and, but give unto your neighbor. Uh, so you say, who is this referencing to? Whom it is due. Uh, take it as this. If you have someone in your life and you, that needs help and you have the ability Help them. If you have someone in your life, you come across someone's path and they need help, help them. So why why should we do that? Well, we have someone that helped us, right? He came here, died on the cross for you and mine sins, and gave us a gift of salvation. I mean, that's the least that we can do. We're trying, aren't, we, aren't we Christians? We're trying to live a life uh, kind of according to God and trying to live like Christ, being a servant under people. Uh, I would say that would be why. But you say, uh, like, even like the lazy person or, or like the sloth or the person that wants to take advantage of me, and in many cases, sometimes we're called to do that. Many times we are or even those people that want to take advantage of you. No, it's, it's talking about that person in a rough patch in their life, that family that, that really needs help and that can use a hand, that person that would really appreciate it, that, that really would appreciate uh, that help and that encouragement, uh, that person that is fi- financially that can't do it, which says, when, when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. So what he's saying here, don't hold back the blessings that you can give to others by helping them. Don't hold those back. So many times, I know. remember growing up, um, we, we'd be driving down the highway, and you see this car. You know, everyone's getting over on the left lane. There's someone changing their tire. And my dad would get in the right lane and get in the shoulder. I'm like, what is he doing? You know, he'd pull up behind the car. It'd be a, maybe a, a young lady, change the tire, even to be a man. And my dad would roll down the window. He's like, hey, man, you need any help? They'd either say yes or no, and we'd still be getting out of the car by then. But, but that's kind of what my dad was trying to instill in me. Help anyone you possibly can. No matter if they have the ability to do it, lend a hand. I'm just so thankful for being able to work with some of these guys that are working on the, the, the missions houses and, and how they just come in and they volunteer their time, they come and help. Uh, they're, they're volunteering, they're being that neighbor. They're being a help to the church. They're being that help. But I've always heard that saying, see the need. What, what does Brother Lynn say? See the need what? Take the lead. I've heard him say it so many times. And even the professors at the, the school, see a need, take the lead. And when you see someone that, that needs help or that neighbor that needs a tool or that person that, that needs uh, the tire change, help them. I mean, when you lend them that tool, hopefully they'll give that tool back. But hopefully, but, but be willing to do that. I don't know how many tools I've, I've borrowed from my, from my boss at work. He's, he's a carpenter. And he has everything DeWalt. I mean, you can think of any tool. He's got flashlights, he's got levels, and they've all got Dewalt name on them. But I'm sorry if you're a Milwaukee fan or whatever, but, but that's, he has every tool. And I don't know how many times I've borrowed tools from him, uh, but just a blessing. It is wise to do that. Don't hold back the wisdom and blessing that you can offer to someone else. There in verse 28, look with me. He says, say not unto thy neighbor, go and come again, and tomorrow, I don't know how many times you've done that. Um, hey, come back tomorrow, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I'll give. I'll give when thou hast it by thee. And What's saying there? Don't say to your neighbor that you're going to do something and then you you know in your mind that you're not going to. I know how many times I've I've got uh, caught up in that. It's like oh yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I'll do that. And then you then you're like oh man, I've got something that conflicts, and you 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 go through it and you you don't uh, give up your end of the bar. And what is saying here? Don't tell your neighbor that you're going to do something and when you don't. And you know in your heart and your mind that you're not going to be able to do that or you're, you're just telling them that you're going to, uh, but you're just trying to get them off your back. It's like, hey, no, we'll get, we'll get that tomorrow. But no, really, you're trying to just get them off your back, get them off your front porch, tell them, hey, we'll do it later. But no, but really, we're using wisdom that God has given us. Uh, we would want to help people and have the heart to help them, wouldn't we? If we really were, if we were using the wisdom that God has given us, don't neglect them, but help them. Don't neglect them, but help them. It is wise to help people in your life. Don't neglect them. So there in verse 27 to 28, those verses are talking about being active and helping your neighbor. And, and here in a little bit, we'll, we'll I'll uh, kind of give you who that neighbor is, kind of go in more detail. But uh, towards your neighbor, help them in their need. But now leading in verse 29 through 31, it is more talking about uh, make your life, um, your, your neighbor, don't make your neighbor's life harder than it already is. Uh, don't make your neighbor's life harder than it already is. Don't don't make your neighbor's life more difficult, but be the help, not the hurt, right? Be the help and not the hurt. We're trying to help our neighbor, not hurt them. So verse, there, verse 29 says, devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth securely by thee. Devise not evil against your neighbor. So what does that word devise mean? Planning, uh, don't plan evil against thy neighbor. Why not? Because they live right next to you, or they're they're right there next to you in that pew. Don't devise easily. They they live next to you, or they, they're sitting right next to you. Say again, who is the neighbor referring to? We'll get to that. But even even those people that live in your house, uh, the, the person that you you come into contact with at the grocery store, at the gas station, uh, even some of your coworkers. That the neighbor who is referring to, uh, as preparing this message a couple weeks ago, I think is. A couple weeks ago, or about a month ago now, me and Gabby were in our house, and we actually just got done watching this really intense movie. And we're sitting there; it's probably nine o'clock, and uh, we're we're getting kind of we are kind of night owls, so we usually don't go to bed till about probably ten or eleven, twelve, somewhere in there. So we're getting closer to going to bed. And uh, and in our neighborhood, it's it's nice, more of a neighborhood watch. But outside our neighborhood, it is rough; it is very rough. Apartment complexes and just. I mean, you hear sirens all night long, and then you hear the basses all night long. So that's, that's how it is in our neighborhood, if you can picture that. And so we're sitting there in our house, and uh, we get a knock at the door at like 930 at night. And it's dark, and my gun's in the truck outside with the door locked. I'm like, uh-oh. So, so, I, so what do I do? I just go to the door. I'm like, you know what? I'm a man. I'm going to go to the door. <laughs> hey, Gabby, actually, would you go to the door for me? No, she wouldn't go. To, she wouldn't do it. So I, I went up the door, you know, looked through the hole. And the guy has a hoodie on. I'm like, oh, no. So I unlocked the door. I opened it. I'm like, hey, sir, you need anything? He's like, hey, I'm your neighbor across the street. He told me his name. It was a Hispanic name. I, I couldn't remember. I want to say Martinez, but it's probably, probably not right. But he's like, hey, man, I was a couple hours ago. I came by your house. It was about 5 o'clock. Your, your truck door was open. And I just came back to the house. And it's still open. I want to make sure no one got in it and there was, was thieving or not. But I just wanted to help you and warn you of that. I'm like, thank you so much. In the morning, my battery wouldn't have been dead, so I went out there, started the truck, perfectly fine. He was being a neighbor to me. He was being kind of me. And he, he didn't know me from Adam, but he wanted to help me. We've never met each other. Uh, that neighborhood seems like when everyone gets to their house, they go in their house, shut the garage, and you don't see them. But he came over. He wanted to be a help to me. So I, that convicted me while preparing this message and whatnot. But... Just, just wanted to share that story. So do not devise evil against a neighbor. Don't devise some evil plan against whom someone you have a relationship with or a friendship or maybe even that, that someone that you love. That is just silly. I mean, it's, it's something that we we've, should have had settled in like elementary and high school. Those are like fundamentals, but we do it so often. We hurt the people that love and, and trust us, don't we? So often we don't, sometimes we don't mean to or sometimes we're, we do it intentionally, but he's warning of, of these things, what not to do. But you say, you don't know what they did to me? I, I mean, I don't have to know. How are you going to respond to that? Are you going to go to that person? They, they trust in you and possibly love you. Don't devise evil against your neighbor. There in verse 30, it says, Strive not with a man without cause if they have done the... No harm, sorry. So strive not with a man without cause. That word strive there means to contend or, with, or make opposition against Physically, yes. Don't contend or make opposition or fight with someone. Of course, do not fight with people if they've not done anything to you. Of course, yes, we sell that. But don't, uh, but don't cause contention. Don't harm them. But not only physically, but also verbally. We can. Our our words are sharp, aren't they? They can hurt so many people, even the people that we love so much. I mean, I have to, I have to watch my words, even towards my wife, when we start getting to, to, to kind of mild arguments. Thankfully, we haven't had any blowouts yet, but. I have to watch my words and how I respond. But don't get into a verbal conflicts and disputes with your neighbor. The word strive not means, it means to agitate or aggravate or argue or quarrel, even accuse. If you truly want to have a good relationship with your neighbors, don't agitate them. I remember I had this neighbor growing up. He is just, just to the north of us. Anytime that we had an event at our house... Anytime that we wanted to do something fun, it seemed like he came outside. He's like, hey, I'm trying to sleep. It seemed like that, that it was, he was that guy. Always, he even called the police on us one year because we were shooting fireworks, and we're out in the country. We should be able to do that, right? But no, he, he was that guy that I always wanted to, to agitate. And and, and, we, and actually, my dad, he'd, we, I'd mow the yard, and we have those. His, his yard would get about that tall before he mowed it. He was that guy. And, uh, and so my dad would be like, do you all have those stickers up here? Oh, so we don't have grass. We've got stickers. And when they get tall, they've got those, those little demon seeds. But um, So he's like, when you get done mowing weed in our yard and the, the fence line, go on the outside of ours and weed eat the. And I mean, you're walking in grass this tall and weed eating his side of the fence. But my dad wanted me to do that. And what he was trying to teach me is how to be a neighbor to your neighbor, no matter if they deserve it or not. But that's, 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 one of those, that's one of those things I, I, I didn't understand at the time, but God is trying to teach me. You know, the wise thing to do would be to not to devise. And, and if there's a problem, go straight to the source. If you have a problem with someone, you don't, don't be spreading gospel. Don't be going behind someone's back. This is probably someone, probably even someone here in the church. Don't devise evil against them, but go straight to the source. Talk to them about it. Approach them. That was a popular verse, wasn't it? There, verse 31. Yeah, that was real popular. Verse 31. Envy thou not the oppressor and choose none of his ways. So you, so you see these verses, these five verses, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. It says, withhold not, say not, devise not, strive not, envy thou not. He's, he's trying to explain the things to do and the things to not do. And uh, envy thou not the oppressor. That word envy that, that there means uh, jealous or to be envious, even lusting thereafter. So don't be jealous of the oppressor. You say, "Who's who's this oppressor?" Uh, it's referring to the violent man, the man who uses violence to get what he wants, the man who lords over people, who, who gouge, price gouges people. The man that 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 is why that is why he is wealthy because he's he's been controlling. He uses his anger to get his ways. That that is what the word oppressor means. He lives for himself and oppresses other people to get what he wants. Say, so why why would we want to be like him? You see his values that he has. He's, you see his new truck that he has in his, his driveway. You see his new bass boat that he just bought. You, you see all these things. But he's, he's trying, what he's trying to say here, don't be jealous or envious of that man, of his possessions. He didn't get them justly. He didn't get them the, the correct way. Don't choose to live like the oppressor. You know, they're, they're, they're cutting corners and they're lying and cheating and stealing and possibly from the people uh, whom you love. But don't think that that is why, uh, that is the way to live. Don't look at the money there and the possessions and think, uh, you, you want the same? He did not get those possessions justly. He, he did not get them correctly. Uh, you may want to get, uh, get to that point, but don't choose their, any of their ways. Don't choose any of their ways. They're not treating people right. There, there's there's a, a wise way and a wrong way to treat people. There's a, ro- a wise, I'm getting tongue-tied. There's a wise way and a wrong way to treat people. Don't withhold against uh, your neighbors. Don't say uh, don't say not against your neighbors. Don't devise evil against your neighbors. Don't strive against your neighbors. Don't say envy uh, your neighbors. You say why? They're here in verse thirty-two. This is where he comes to. For the froward is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. For the froward is abomination to the Lord. That word froward uh, is it means perverse and even disobedient. Uh, it is an, a disobedient, and it is an abomination to the Lord. Meaning, when you don't listen to these instructions, Solomon, though he's writing here, God is giving, uh, giving Solomon this wisdom. You need to take heed to what he's saying. And when you're disobedient to, to this and, and, and doing the things that he's saying not to do towards your neighbors, uh, it is an abomination to the Lord. Meaning, when we don't listen to these verses about here, being, we are being disobedient to God. When we are holding back the blessings that we need to be giving to others and devising against our neighbors and striving against man and envying our neighbor and it is an abomination to God. But next he says, but his secret is with the righteous, meaning his counsel is with the righteous person that goes right by his neighbor. So what are you saying here is the Lord is sure is displeased with us when we don't follow his directions. Uh, given here, but he sure loves it when we're being straight with our neighbor. He loves when we are doing right by them. And there in verse 33, let's look at that. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, meaning those people uh, that aren't treating their neighbor correctly. Uh, doing right by others are cursed. As others, The curse of the Lord is in their house, in the, the house of the wicked. But on the other side of that, but he blesses the habitation of the just uh, the blessing of God is on the house and around them the any their, their, their blessings in their house what they do uh, and how they treat people uh, it is it is upon them and there in verse 34 surely he scorneth the scorner but he giveth grace unto the lowly surely he scorneth the scorners meaning the Lord the Lord does the scorning not us surely the Lord scorneth the scorners so those purple those purple those people doing wrong to people and doing what they want uh, are being froward against what the Lord had said, he, he says here, they will get what they deserve. My, well, my dad used to say, "Son, you're going to get what's coming to you. You're going to get what's coming to you." I don't know how many times I've 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 went through something, I've struggled. Like, man, I'm and I had to get this done, but I thought about, I was like, man, you know, I didn't help my friend with that a couple months back. I definitely got what I deserved. And and I don't know if you've had situations like that happen, or you have conflicts come your way, and you're like, man. I had something like that come up a few months ago, and I didn't help someone else. It seemed like the same thing happened to me, and I, it comes right back to bite you. But he gives grace unto the lowly, meaning the humble, the obedient, and there in verse 35, the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. The wise shall inherit glory, meaning those men and women that follow the instruction of this passage, being good to your neighbor saying not against your neighbor, devising not evil against them, and striving not against them, and envying them not. Those are the wise. They will inherit the glory from the Lord. But the shame will be the promotion of fools. Shame will be the promotion of fools. If you don't listen to this instruction, if you you treat people however you want, shame will be your promotion. You get to choose. There's there's two outcomes. You either choose to treat people right, or you don't. And you get to choose the outcome. How's that? And you, you, you reap what you sow. I know we've heard that since we were a little kid. You reap what you sow. And, and you'll be treated how you've been treated in other ways like that. We need wisdom in interacting with people, don't we? So often you, you come across uh, someone and you don't know how to, how to approach them you don't you have someone maybe you have beef in between them we need wisdom in interacting with people so so now to answer the question who is your neighbor do this for me look left now look right that is your neighbor they say the walls my neighbor yeah no the person right next to you that person in your pew your neighbor is your neighbor to believe it or not your neighbor is your neighbor your family member is your neighbor even your spouse gabby is my neighbor uh hopefully more than that even your siblings are your neighbors your cousins your boss your pastor your Sunday school teacher your coworkers your neighbors are your neighbors that local manager you know that that store clerk you know the police officer that pulled you over he is your neighbor too your the neighbors whoever you come into contact with whoever you come into contact with that is your neighbor your neighbors uh, how are you going to treat them how are you going to treat your neighbor there are, blessing, there are great blessings and benefits in being a good neighbor to your neighbors. And it is wise to help those that are in need. God wants us to live li- wisely with our neighbors. I heard Pastor Gaddis say this. He's a pastor there in Oklahoma City. Uh, since your neighbors are on the left and right side of you and God is above you, we need to treat other people with wisdom. Right? You know, when you, when, you, when you don't do those things that you're supposed to do, when you get convictions like, man, I need to help that person, but I don't have time. You know, everyone's busy. It seems like everyone has a busy schedule. I have a busy schedule. You have a busy schedule. But we need to help people, don't we? We need to be that encouragement. We need to be that light of Christ. We need to be that neighbor. It's like, that, that is so weird. And that, that is true. It seems like the neighbor, kind of like the, the neighbor circle, that's kind of gone away. Yeah, think of like, I know when I think of old movies, I think of like Anna Green Gables. I think of like A Little House on the Prairie, stuff like that. Those were neighbors. seems like those tight-knit communities, they all went to the same church. They were all friendly with one another. It seems like the world has definitely separated us. They want you to go in your house, lock the door, and, and kind of put yourself in a box. Don't come on over to my yard, and I won't come over to yours. Doesn't it kind of seem that way? But we need to be that godly neighbor. We need to be the help. There's... I think of two or three times where I've pulled over and, and when I go to pass someone, it like it convicts me. It's like, my dad would have pulled over and helped that person with that tire. And so I pull over, and that person thought I was crazy. Asked him to help them with their tire, you know? But that's just that's just how the world is. Thankfully, some of those people did allow me to. But we need to be that neighbor to our neighbor. You know what adds value to our life with that of using wisdom towards our neighbor? He says his secret is with the righteous and he blesses the habitation of of the just and he giveth grace to the lowly and the wise shall inherit his glory. So there are blessings that come with treating people the right way. Don't hold back those blessings that God wants you to give to others. So tonight, be that neighbor that you want to have a neighbor. (laughs) Sorry, be that neighbor to someone. Be that encouragement. Be that person that, don't hold back, that doesn't hold back the blessings, that, that lends a hand all the time. I know you have that person in your mind that you're thinking of. Man, he would give the shirt off his back. But it seems like he has all the blessings in the world. You ask that person. That person that always helps someone, they're the happiest person in the world. I don't know about you, but I, I want that to be me. I want to be that person that always lends a hand, that is always an encouragement. So I just want to encourage you. With that tonight, and uh, I hope you just think of that this week, when you come across people that need help, be that neighbor to someone. Let's pray. God, I love you so much, Lord. I thank you so much for tonight's message, Lord, and how you convicted me of the things that I need to step up to the plate to, and and God, just uh, allow this to be a help, but also encouragement, and uh, just convict us as well of the things that we need to be doing. God, I love you so much, Lord, and allow us to be a light this week as we go about our lives and a busy life, and uh, allow us to be able to... Just be salt and light to this earth. God, I love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Number
1: 167,
3: Just As
1: I Am. A great, clear message on how we can be a better neighbor. So as Brother Andy sings the the first verse, if you'd like to do business with God, please make an altar here at the front or at your seat. Brother Andy, sing on the first
0: just as i am without one plea but that thy blood was shed for me and that thou bidst me come to Sight riches, healing of the mind. Yea, all I need in thee to find the land of God, I come. I will sing one more verse and then we'll conclude the invitation. Just as I
1: Way. All God's people said, amen. 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 Great message. Very clear, very helpful message. We talked a little bit about that in, this morning in the Sunday school, trying to get the kids or the teenagers to make decisions that age well. And uh, we talked a little bit about today, kindness ages well. Being a good neighbor will be rewarding. And I love that. You never know how God can use our behavior towards our neighbors. Uh, even though if you don't see results immediately, God will use it. So very, very good message. And also, I uh, wanted to thank uh, Brother Jacob for doing such a great job at Man Up Club. If you haven't seen the pictures on Facebook, he did a wonderful job, uh, trusted his kids with his crossbow. It was really, really cool. Kids loved it. Uh, his preparation was excellent. So I wanted to thank him for that. Uh, Brother Jacob and Ms. Gabby, would you please go over the foyer so the, the church members can uh, say hi to you before they take off for the, uh, the youth activity here in a sec. Make sure you thank him for the great message and for the investment he has had in our church, specifically our young boys. A couple things I want to get to your attention. Obviously, we've got the uh, games and pizza, the gap night tonight, 9 o'clock. Please pick up your teens. And then, as you'll be walking out, uh, you saw that this morning, we've got the candy bar fundraiser starting out. Now, if you've got kids that are wanting to go to junior camp, it's 8 years old through 6th grade, a real exciting time, same camp that we went to last year, Uh, sign up for That will start next week, but a little bit of a heads up. Uh, the price is going up a little bit, it's going to be $270 per kid. So that means that if a child doesn't want to pay any out of pocket, they're going to need to sell nine boxes of chocolate. And I tell you that uh, because I did order less chocolate than I did last year. If I, let's say I ordered 300, I think, boxes last year, it's like 50 boxes less. Now you're asking, why did you do that, Brother Matt? Well, I had 50 boxes of chocolate laying in my office for several months, and I don't want to do that again. It caused a massive weight gain that I worked really hard for uh, getting that down, so I'm trying to avoid that problem again. So just giving you guys parents a heads up, less chocolate, more money, please get chocolate, okay? Uh, this will be good for you. Excited for camp. It's going to be an exciting time. Sign up for that. We'll start next week. Uh, there will be some instructions on how that all works on some papers out there. Uh, also, a r- reminder, our Discovery and Church membership is going to be Thursday. Uh, you can sign up in the four-year. Dinner will be provided. It begins at 5, and the class will be at 6 p.m. We've got a missionary coming in Wednesday. Actually, uh, a friend of mine in my class, uh, Colin Hendricks from Heartland, uh, a missionary, will be here on Wednesday. So, Excited for y'all to see that. I think that's all that I need to tell y'all about. Let's pray, and they'll be dismissed. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for meeting with us today. Uh, thank you so much for Brother Jacob and Pastor Waterloo uh, for their investment preaching the word here today. I ask that you bless this congregation as we come back Wednesday. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much for being here, y'all. Are-